I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 2 of Covino and Rich. Jason Smith, Dan Beyer in for the guys today. TireRack.com are broadcasting live every single day. You know it. We're here from their studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we are in the midst. I guess we're in the midst. It's like it's it's like if the play-in tournament is like its own mini NCAA tournament. Where are we right now, Dan? Are we going into the Sweet Sixteen <laughs> after the first set again? Like, where are we? If I, we're comparing I, the, the two. I thought you were going to say we were in Dayton. I thought that was the angle that you were going to take as the bracket as a whole because first four and play-in are similar. I would say yeah, probably on the Friday of Sweet Sixteen nights as well. Like the first round of games went down on Thursday. I think we'd be on the Friday of. The Sweet 16. Yeah, because it's weird because we're on the. If, if, I agree with you, like where we would be, but you look at the games tonight and it's like, you know, hey, it's the nines and the tens. You know, it's like, hey, all right. It's like, it's like watching the first four. It's like, ah, it's really, it's really the first. Yeah, really, the- you're really watching a couple of, you know, 16s battling it out to get into uh, and be in a 116. It would be like college basketball and the NCAA said, you know what? We're going to have the 11 seeds play on one night and then the other night's going to be all the 16 seeds going head to head. That's what that's what tonight would be like. Not only is it just one 16 facing another 16, the nightcap is a 16 facing another 16. No offense, FDU. Congrats on upset. Oh, come yes. on, come on, Fairly Dickinson. Too soon. Come on, that was like the biggest win of the tournament. I know, Fairleigh but Dickinson no, I can't win. offend them though because they proved their worth in the tournament. But if we're gonna rain on the parade of the 16 seeds, I just can't do it to the one that actually won the game in the tournament. Yeah, well, you had a couple that won game in the tournament. 
<laughs> Suddenly being a 16 seed ain't all that bad. Hey, we're all good. Uh, now, you know, listen, this, the way that the NBA play-in tournament's gone, I am stunned at the complete reversal of the play-in tournament and how it was from when it was received, which is just a couple of years ago, to where it is right now. Because when this play-in tournament started, the players hated it, and the, and the teams, the league, the media all looked at it as, what are we really doing? Are we just trying to drum up a game to play for money? Really, you're going to let the nine, ten teams in? What What is that? Everybody hated it. Universally hated it, hated it, hated it. Ah, what's it going to be? This cheapens the regular season. All kinds of things. And now here you are where it's, hey, Hey, it's playing tournament week. And not only not only are, are we much more excited about it, but the players have all bought in to the, to the point where during the season, nobody really talks about, hey, we got to get one of the top four seeds. We have to get it's hey, we just, if we have an issues, we just got to get in the playing tournament. We'll win a game. We give us two chances to win a game or or a chance to win a game when we're all healthy. We'll take that. And it, so so it's gone from this is like the worst thing. Remember, LeBron, a lot of players were really anti playing tournament. And now it's. Hey, yeah, we just got to get in the play. Don't worry about anything. We just got to get in the playing tournament. It's all good. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing. And I actually tip my cap to the NBA for taking something that had absolute no value. Seven and eight seeds had zero value. Nine and ten seeds had zero value. And somehow, not only have they turned it into something that is worthwhile, they've actually turned it into something that's appealing. Like, when you even just go back in the short history of not taking the bubble into account, but in the last couple of years when we've had this, you've had John Morant really making a name for himself against Golden State. You had... Patrick Beverly jumping on the scores table last year. Remember when they beat the Clippers and they're going mm-hmm. nuts and they're going crazy? Like that is that's a win a series sort of moment. And they're doing it, you know, in a one game scenario where they've now moved on to be a significant underdog to their next opponent. Like it is it does actually have a college basketball sort of feel. And to think that, you know, we were talking about the Lakers earlier and and trying to sort out the conundrum of what do you do for a team that prides itself on championships, but you, you know, don't have a championship team, and so you're trying to get into the playoffs. I mean, the atmosphere last night wasn't there. It was stuck, you know, watching those Pope Exorcist commercials. But at home, you could feel the energy. Down 10. Cat gets another foul. Lakers make a surge. Like, it was it, – it, it may not be NBA Finals level, Jason, but each of these years, you can find something and point to and be like, you know what, that's memorable, whether it's John Morant, Patrick Beverly, or what the Lakers did last night to the Timberwolves. You know, it's, it's almost like having – a Thursday night football philosophy, right? Like TNF has long been the, look, that's the worst game of the week. It's when you get Jags Titans or, you know, some kind of interdivisional matchup that really doesn't rate and it's okay. But all you can ask for these games, if it's not a great game, just have it be close. Right. So as long as it's close, it doesn't matter. It's something fun. We're watching a close game. I kind of feel like that's the way it is with the with the NBA now. It doesn't matter if the team's playing or good. It just matters. There are stakes. There's eliminations. And that's yeah. where we're at, because think about what we spent the most time talking about the last couple of months in the NBA, not about the Bucks or the Celtics at the top of the East, not about the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. It's been all about the drama of is it the Warriors? Is it the Lakers, the Clippers? Who's going to wind up out of the play in tournament? Who's going to wind up in the playoffs, not have to play in the play in tournament? That's been it. Like, that's been the conversation. We can have great conversations. 
conversations about mediocre teams that are right around 500 and really maintain a lot of relevancy and a lot of excitement. It doesn't yeah. need to always be the best teams. It can be something like this as long as there are stakes involved. I don't know how many people realized what a problem the NBA had. And I'm thinking of the the years when the Warriors and Cavs were facing off in the finals on how they had such a problem with the middle of the NBA because it was so top heavy. Like we knew who was going to appear in the finals, you know, at the start of the season. And you're like, how do you try to find value? And there were times, remember, we were surprised a couple of years ago that like the Clippers went for it when we're like, why don't you just go and take your 1% chance in the lottery as opposed to playing as an eighth seed in the playoffs and then being ousted by a one seed? Like That was the thought process of you would rather have a long shot of landing a top four pick than actually play a play-in game. That's, that's what the state of the NBA was. They had such a problem with the middle of their conference. And also at that time, Jason, the middle teams couldn't get better. The best were the best. The best players were only going to the best teams. And then you're having drafts where the worst teams are getting all the good players and you've just got this uh, at about you know 7 through 23 in the NBA. They have now added value. There's value to not playing in the play-in tournament, so you're fighting for a 6 seed and there's value of just being in the play-in tournament unless you're the Dallas Mavericks. Like that's the only one. Like they're the outlier in all of this, but teams are fighting for those spots when normally they just they didn't matter at all. Whether you, you didn't matter if you were a 7 seed making the playoffs or an 8 seed, you were likely getting ousted anyway. And to now have that it's it's so Genius. And it's also, Jason, it's also the opposite of everything that is planned. We talked about the NCAA tournament. We've seen VCU make a run to the Final Four from that those games in Dayton. We've seen that before. And, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. Ole Miss got in the baseball tournament last year for the College World Series, uh, one of the last teams, if not the last team in. And then they go and win it all. And then the NFL, would a seven seed winning a Super Bowl be that much of a, a surprise with a wild card? Maybe not so much anymore. But is a seven seed going to be able to win an NBA title? Heck no. So no. You're, you're not like you're adding value to four teams that really don't have a legitimate shot at a championship. And that's another level of this, of why it's just it's so amazing. Even in baseball, they expand. And you're thinking, well, one of those teams may have a chance at making a World Series. In the NBA, they don't. They don't have a chance of winning the NBA Finals. But we still find value in what happened last night and tonight. Now, you ready for my idea? Jason Smith, Dan Byer, and Vino Rich. Are you ready for this? Because we... we, we kind of made an analogy to the NCAA tournament with this, and we kind of like the play-in value of it. you got a couple of games. You're keeping track of this. What if you did this? And I, 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 I can't believe we're far from the NBA wanting to do this. What if you made the play-in tournament, you extended it, and you made it 5 through 12 in the play-in tournament? We already go all week long with the play-in tournament, right? We have the Monday off, the two games on Tuesday. We play Wednesday. There's a game Thursday if need or Friday. And then we're getting into the, the first round on the weekend. What if you did this? You made the play-in tournament 5 through 12. And now this would do one thing. It would make the regular season way more important because now you want to get one of those top four seeds because you want to avoid the play-in tournament. You play 5 through 12. 5 through 12, and you play a best 2 out of 3, 
all the games are played at the arena of the higher-seeded team. You want to give the teams six, seven, eight, nine. You want to, you want to give them uh, a five, six, seven, eight, give them an advantage because they finished ahead of these lower teams. So you give them every game on their arena, and you play a best two out of three, and you have four games a night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it's kind of like a mini NCAA tournament week where you are figuring things out. You got buzzer beaters, you got overtimes, you have drama, you have the excitement level of the NCAA tournament all wrapped up in a big NBA package where four games Tuesday, four games Wednesday. Four, and then as teams get eliminated, obviously there could be a lesser game here or there. But you have that excitement and you own that week and the playing tournament really becomes something. Best of three you have? Yeah. yeah. Best of three. Why not? I, you I play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's how you go. I Monday, think, Wednesday, Friday, I, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Part of the genius, I think, of it is the because the NBA is best of seven in the playoffs and the grind is so long is the the urgency of the one game matchup. Like last night, the Lakers, all you got to do Lakers is win. You win this game, you're in the playoffs and no sweat. And you're making the lesser seeds that wouldn't have been in the bracket anyway, the 9 and 10, do a little extra work. Like you're going to have to you're going to have to win both of your games if you're going to want to get in. And if you're the 10 seed, you're going to have to win them both on the road. I think there are hurdles like it's a you know there's levels to where each team at least gets a little bit more of an advantage the higher up they are in the standings. I I think it's good where it is. I if you did it to 12 teams, now you're taking what? Now three teams in the conference don't make it into the playoffs. Um I don't know. I just I I think they've hit the sweet spot. I and I think that too much of it if you would make a series in the NBA we don't have that sudden death except in a game 7 or except like we had last night and that's what I think works for it. I think they've hit the the I don't think that they planned it like this, but I think that they've they've hit the sweet spot in how this works. Uh, but remember this, you also would probably get rid of tanking to the level that it's at right now. You're talking about six teams in the lottery uh, instead of, hey, we have 12 and we have a bunch of teams and you have the Mavericks deciding we're going to rest everybody at the end of the season because we don't really care that much. You kind of take care of tanking a tank, little bit, too. No, I, I don't know. Tank, you get rid of tanking by not giving an advantage for stinking. That's the problem with Adam Silver. Like when you're like, remember when the number one overall team or the worst team would have the better odds, and then they're like, "Well, we can't do that anymore. We're gonna have flat odds." So like the top three or four teams all have the same percentage of landing the number one overall pick now. Well, that doesn't that doesn't you know prevent you from wanting to lose games. You still want more of a chance. You know what prevents tanking? Give the team that just missed the playoffs the equal amount of chance of landing the first round pick, just like when your Knicks in 1985 were able to pull the frozen envelope or cursed corner envelope. There were six other envelopes in that bin. And everyone had the same exact chance of getting the number one overall pick, and the Knicks logo came out. And I think the weighted <laughs> lottery, the weighted lottery, though, allowed you to tank and still be okay. Like you'd rather have a 15% chance of winning the first overall pick than an 8% chance. So you encourage losing that way. That's how you get rid of tanking is you don't make it a benefit to lose the most games, but the NFL or the NBA for some reason hasn't done that. So this like, even the, like that's what the moving forward, the Mavericks deciding like we need to keep our pick or we need to have the best opportunity to make sure that it's in the top 10. That's what the NBA is going to have to sort out after this year's. How do we prevent, something like that from happening again where Dallas is like all right we need to protect it and make sure we're in the top 10 and if nobody jumps up then we get our pick because 
even though Dallas may not have won it all this year, for Dallas to choose that option of not making the play in and instead rather being the lottery, I think that's something the NBA would want to avoid. All right, Jay Stu, you got some thoughts on this too, right? What do you got? He told Jason? me. He told me he had a thought. Oh, he told me it, he had a thought. Was, oh, maybe not. I actually Sorry. gave you a, uh, a programming note on the way out. It's, we, <laughs> we need. We need to get, get to a break here. I was, I was actually being behind. I, I want to keep the behind the scenes thing behind the scenes, but we could do it on the air. We could do the production meeting on the air. I thought. <laughs> I thought you said you had a thought on this. And jump in. Okay. Thank you. Anything oh, else? boy. I figured oh. it out. The, the, the okay. term, uh, our, our great sponsor, Chalk, sounds like thoughts. So I, I just need to be uh, more enunciating when I'm oh, telling okay, you Oh, okay, got it. No, that's Chalk, fine. Chalk Live Read is coming up okay, for, well, our, listen, for we, our listeners. We, 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 we could have potentially got to give a new idea to the NBA and Dan has solved tanking. So I think that we, that's a pretty yes. good last few minutes here on the show. I think it works. I hate to. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I feel like Jason Stewart's on his Spotify account from the 90s with the music today. Hey, let me play this. I used to listen to this one all the time. It is Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Dan Beyer, in for the guys today. Today's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. 
Well, we had the Magic Johnson Twitter game a little while ago. Now it's time for the midweek major here on Cavino and Rich. Jay Stu, take it away. Cavino and Rich gets you over the middle of the week with Midweek Major. Ooh, I love that. We throw sports and pop culture headlines and topics at the fellas and... It's like the kids say. That's so mid. Week definitely major. CNR scoring. Midweek major. Wow. I, I thought I would have to actually explain the way the game goes, but <laughs> I guess they, they did the favor of having our big voice guy, Bob, explain the game in the intro. So not pretty, only do the listeners hey, know what it is, but now the hosts do too. Pretty soon we won't even need hosts anymore. We're just going to have the takes read by the guys with the big voices, you, and they're going to sound awesome, and we don't even have to work. You laugh, but did you hear the Masters this past weekend? They had AI play-by-play where they had – you know, Siri or whoever saying Justin Rose, 250 yards out on the eighth hole, second shot. That's what it was. True story. That stuff All scares computer. me. Yes. I, I don't know if you guys saw also that uh, somebody did a mock-up of the Joe Rogan podcast AI, and uh, it was just, it was very disturbing. Um, but let's get to the game, guys. Can I just say one thing, though? Yeah. I feel safe that I don't think an AI would be able to read scores of a baseball game. So I my my job is safe here at Fox Sports Radio. You can't just have any robot tell you that the Cardinals beat the Rockies seven to four. Good you point. need a human to do that. Congratulations to the Mets for their <laughs> five to two victory over the San Diego Padres. Dude, I don't know if you you guys I don't know if you're on the CBS Sports Fantasy app, but like when they do their weekly um, recaps. There must be a billion <laughs> leagues on CBS, and somehow they're able to personally, like, personalize uh, your own league. It's pretty amazing. I don't know how. I just thought they, they had college kids around the country. Yeah. You know, some kids at Fordham, and is like, <laughs> I write for some stupid league in Denver. Some <laughs> college buddies, and boom goes the dynamite. Uh, oh right. man! All right, so uh, re- I'll, let me throw you a story, and you guys tell me if it's uh, mid-major. Was it midweek major? Um, DeAndre Hopkins. There's a recent uh, rumor that indicates that the New York Jets could be interested in the uh, Cardinals All-Pro under certain conditions. Jason, mid-week major? Being the Jets fan, I will tell you, this is kind of a mid-story. That's so mid. If this was DeAndre Hopkins a couple of years ago, I get it, but you have a guy that's past his prime and you're hoping he can slide in as the third receiver. At, at best, because that's where Odell Beckham would have slid in. So, am I excited about it? Well, yeah, it'd be another good receiver to add. Sure, why not? But is it over the top? Like, you know, it's not like we're adding Jamar Chase. So, yeah, I think this is kind of a mid story. I, I just wonder how many footballs they would have to go around. You know, like if you, as you said, you'd be number three behind Lazard and Garrett Wilson. I think Brees Hall's going to come back. You know, and, and and be effective. So you're going to want to get him the football. You just signed Nicole Hardman as well. Um, yeah, I just I don't see the value for it. So does that mean you're a midweek major? Um, I'll I'll go with Jason and say mid. That's so mid. It's juicy, but I don't think it's realistic. All right, guys. Um, how about this one? A South Carolina and Notre Dame will open the women's basketball season next fall in Paris. Dan, midweek major. This is super weak, and the reason weak. it's yeah, the reason it's super weak is weak. what sport has gained the most momentum in 2023 
I, I can't name another one that has gained more momentum than college women's basketball. And let's start off the season in Paris. Like, 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 like the work is not done here in the United States. Like, make the opening of the season a big deal, carrying off what you did with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese back at LSU. Have South Carolina, Notre Dame, LSU, Iowa, whatever, play some big game in, like, New York City, Madison Square Garden. Kick off the season that way. Don't do it across the pond in the country when a game's going to tip off at, like, 9 o'clock local time on a Thursday morning. Week. See, I, see, now I see, I see it a little bit more Week. of a mid because That's you just never, mid. you never know what Dawn Staley's going to say, and she can make those headlines from anywhere. She can make those headlines here in the United States. She make the headlines in Paris. She may not like the Eiffel Tower. She may love the Eiffel Tower. I mean, I don't know. Dawn Staley's become someone where, hey, when she speaks, agree or disagree, uh, I, I kind of like to hear what she says. Let, let, let's give her the spotlight of Paris and see how it goes. Now, I'll give you a little bit more. I'll give that being a mid. Oh, man. I'm Be careful what you say about the Statue of Liberty. That's what she's <laughs> going to say in France. Oh. We should have never given it. Yeah. You should have kept it here. <laughs> Is it too soon to say that I'm never going to um, forgive France for what they did in WW2? Is it too soon? Oh, I, it might be. Although, I, you know, you want, you want a great story, quick story about France? So my wife and I went to France for her 30th birthday a few years ago. And we went to a World War II museum. Okay, and it was World War II Museum in like downtown Paris, not too far from the Arc de Triomphe. And going in there and seeing the pictures and everything else, the 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 presentation was like, "Hey, here's France, and we had a little bit of trouble with Germany, and then here's De Gaulle at the end waving his hand." Not that you know, leaving out entirely. Where's us invading France so we could liberate everybody and try to win the war? It's almost like they gave the United States the equivalent of, "Hey, we." They gave us a ride to the airport. You know, that was that was kind they, of what they, it was. They yada 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 the U.S. <laughs> it kind of did. Yada yada like, yada. Wait a minute. And World War II is over. Yeah, it's like, where, where's the mention of D-Day or anything? No, we go right from that to, hey, here's De Gaulle is waving to everybody. Hey, we did it. We did it. Yeah, France, we did it. I don't, like, know, okay. how you d- I don't know how you did it, but you just made me hate France even more. So, <laughs> good job. Um, did you guys catch this back and forth between Spencer Dinwid- Dinwiddie and uh, Kyle Kuzma? This has been the rage today online. So, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie went on a show uh, with, uh, what's her face, uh, Michelle? Beetle um, earlier today and basically said that Kyle Kuzma is more fa- more focused on fame um, than being a good NBA player. He, and he said a couple other things that were interesting. I, I, I uh, suggest that you go online and listen to it. Now, Kuzma fired off a massive thread of tweets in response to this. I don't know the background too much, so maybe you guys could fill it in, but Kuzma, this was the walk-off shot. He said, the Wizards and I have so much real estate in Din Crappy's Island. Now, he didn't say crappy. He said something that rhymes with Din Witty. Uh, Din Crappy's Island. Um, I don't know the background here, guys. Maybe you could fill me in. But Dan or Jason, actually, mid-major week, what is this? 
Oh no, no, this is major, especially yeah, during the major. Yeah, major because it's during playing tournament week. Uh, playing tournament during playing week in in the in, in in the NBA, and this actually goes back to January when the Wizards beat the Mavericks, and Dinwiddie was really pissed, and he said, "For them, it's a showcase. They're over here trying to get paid. They don't care about playing winning basketball." So this is like a three-month-old beef, and I just love using beef. Beef is such a great word that gets reignited because of this. Oh no, no, I love this because listen. If you can make Dylan Brooks famous when nobody knows who the hell the guy is, but I'm just going to keep picking fights with people. Hey, look at me. And, and he's trending on Twitter. And people know who Dylan Brooks is. Oh, no, no. I love this story. This is major. I love it. I agree with Jason. I think it's absolutely major. And it's major, major because Kyle Kuzma also went and got stats. Like, not only was it the great play on the last name to use a cuss word, um, he also went and said, well, you were spotted 34 wins because of Kyrie and Durant. You guys went 11-13 and 13 after the break. Uh, you were an 8-4-4 and four guy. Like, he went and brought the ammo in the seven-tweet <laughs> seven thread. So, yeah, absolutely major. Even even if it was just the play on the last name, I think it's major enough. But when you go and get stats to back it up, even better. I like yeah, that. I mean, th- this goes even further than just going online and finding what their record is. Like he goes, "Hey, the last two months at the end of your Wizards tenure, you were eight four and four. Like, how do you find that? I, I want the last two months, of de- and I'm going to do the math and I'm going to average it out. Oh no, I dig that, man. That that's going to the well. That's like doing some kind of radio show." Pre- Preparation for uh, for an argument or, or or a beef on social media. I dig that. Kyle Kuzma may be one of five guys who actually knows how to use basketball reference and sort stats <laughs> and tab and choose this stat. That's <laughs> impossible. I tab, choose this, click on this. Yeah. I, I keep clicking. It's not working. It's Boom. not working. It's not working. To me, and I don't get a vote, guys, but if I did, I would say this is the personification of mid because I, I see... That's so mid. Yeah, you didn't need to do that, but uh, I see these <laughs> as a couple of sixes arguing about being the hottest Instagram model. Like, they're, they're, they are very mid-range Sam players. Sam would probably think she's a 10. Yeah, After yeah. our conversation earlier today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're very mid-range by, by definition to me. But anyways, um, one more story, guys. Um, a group in Salt Lake City wants to bring, the, uh, bring Major League Baseball to town. Midweek major, Dan Byer. It's major, not because it's the major major. leagues, but I would love that city to get another team. I'm sick of the Nashvilles, the Las Vegases of the world, always getting all the love and adding new teams. If you can add it to a market that doesn't, that you know, Utah's only got the Jazz. Salt Lake City's only got the Jazz. It's big enough to host a Major League Baseball team. I would love it. I think it's major news that the SLC wants in on Major League Baseball. I'm going to agree with Dan. It's major, but I'm also nervous about it because I'm always – a sport like baseball, you can't just put anywhere, right? It's really hard to say, oh, we're going to take baseball and put a baseball team here. Uh, You know, everybody loves football. Everybody loves basketball. It's tough to say suddenly, here's baseball, which is a big-time heritage sport. When you get too far outside of the outside of the, out of the major cities, I get it's a, it's a top 30 market, but what were they averaging, 5,000 people at a, at a AAA game? I mean, I get it's AAA, but I'm always nervous when this happens. So, yeah, major story. 
being a top 30, but I'm, I'm really nervous about it because I don't know in a big non-traditional city, it's always dicey. Look, Tampa, as great as they are, it's still, is Tampa still, they, they, you know, they, they, they're, their stadium has a capacity of like 9,000 and they still can't fill it. So it makes me a little nervous. I have I actually lied. I had one more story. Um, no, no, that's so that's so major. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, major, Dan, major. that he lied to us on the air. He lied to us weak. and said we had no more. So you think it's weak? weak? Okay. I went right. back and forth on this because uh, I found out during the break that Jason hasn't been watching Succession. Now, the big controversy this week is that a major uh, character, something happens to a yeah. major character on the show. I won't, I won't spoil it completely, and basically um, contradict myself here. But the LA Times on Sunday night, and we're talking Sunday night, guys, when it's airing pretty much live, the LA Times did something like cute on their Twitter that gave away the entire, that spoiled the entire episode. And I guess I would just frame it this way: I know Jason doesn't doesn't follow the series. I know Dan watches the series, but just in general. A, some, somebody like the New York Times spoiling something that most people watch on DVR. Midweek major, Dan Byer. Uh, it's absolutely major. They yeah, weren't the only major. ones. The big lead on Monday put a, a thing that said two, the two siren you know emojis and said spoiler alert and then put right under that basically what happened in the show. I, I think it's atrocious. Uh, I think it's absolutely major. I think we now live in a world where we understand people's viewing habits have changed, that if something happens within a week or two or, heck, even a month, you're not necessarily talking about it unless you preface, have you seen the episode? So it's absolutely major that these idiots don't realize it. Major. Two thoughts Definitely on it. One, major. I tried Succession for the first season. I hated every single character so much, I wanted them all to die. Not just inherit whatever it was from Brian Cox. I wanted all their characters to die because I couldn't stand them. So that's why I stopped watching Succession. But I get, I look, I understand it. just wasn't my thing. I wanted all of them to die. Uh, no, Major. Major, because major. Th- there's a, an unofficial rule of 24 hours before spoilers. But now that you're looking for clicks and, and different websites or or, different entities on Twitter are going to do it, yeah, they're going to kind of break the rule with that. Like, Pretty soon it's going to be we're going to spoil it before even the West Coast gets to see it. So there used to be a 24-hour thing. It's what I think is the best thing. It's what I like to do when I talk about stuff on the the show at night. Um, So yeah, major. But in the end, if you really don't want to know, don't get on social media until you can watch it. If it's that big a priority for you, you're going to watch it before you hear something from one of your friends or something else like Hey, did you hear Darth Vader's Luke's dad? Wait, what? Oh, come on, man. It was just up to that in Empire. I can't believe that. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Major on that. There it is. I think we did him justice. So, did 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 a character not succeed? Is that what happened, Jay Stu? Was there no succeeding? Is that what happened? Very well done. Jason clearly has not seen the show. (laughs) No, succession is not meant in that way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Here's the pitch to Kellick, swinging a drive, deep to straightaway center field. Bellinger looking up and goodbye baseball, upper deck center field. Holy smokes, what a towering home run by Kellick. Right back up the middle underneath the big out-of-town scoreboard. He gets a high five from Manny, touches home plate, back-to-back home runs. Hernandez and now Jerry Kellick, his third home run the season he hit one last night and for Kelnick he had another one the night before that three home runs in this series here in Chicago 5-1 Mariners okay now you're just trolling me with the length of that call he hit a home run that's it that's the play of the day that's what we need not the oh look at what he did a home run last night or the night before and let's not forget the the Mets traded him to us and now finally he's good and you don't have Edwin Diaz and now look at Kelnick finally oh yeah thanks a lot uh, that is the Progressive Insurance Play of the Day. Mariners Radio Network on the call. Progressive making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So, yay, Jared Kell. Although I will say this, Dan Beyer, the Mariners were my preseason pick for the World Series. J-Rod was my pick for MVP. So I am happy to see them winning again because I want them to validate my, my loftiness, my loftiness. Mm-hmm pick for them but yeah it is kind of tough seeing Kelnick succeed well I will, I, will, I will also say the the one today uh, estimated 482 feet hit into the upper deck of the center field bleachers at Wrigley Field just an absolute bomb and uh, if I'm going to make it about myself here uh, Mariners finally got a win as I picked him in my survivor pool this week so uh, one of my entries in the survivor pool and they blew a seven nothing lead to the Cubs uh, 
They were up 7 nothing yesterday in the third inning, and the Cubs go back and score 9 and take the lead and never look back. Lost in extras the night before. I needed a Mariners victory today. Finally got it. Wow, look at you. Now, now, now you hey, that's more money for the college fund, right? Mariners get a win. Survivor <laughs> Still pool. ways to go. Good. It's all good. Yeah, if he wants to go to college after those Pope Exorcist commercials. <laughs> My goodness, TNT. I never want to leave the house again, Dad. I don't want to meet the Pope or his exorcist. This is scary. Yeah. Somebody please tonight, because I will be turning the channel away, but count how many time, times the Pope's exorcist promos run through an NBA game. It's not appropriate. I know I'm an old guy now, but seriously, <laughs> kid doesn't need to be seeing that. Dad, I'm so scared. First, I thought it was the Anthony Davis closeout. The bad one at the end was going to scar me, but this is even worse. I yeah. can't believe it. Man. I am uh, hey, so before we get to the playing game, we're going to pick the playing games tonight. Uh, you, we're talking about the start that baseball has had, and here are the Rays with an 11-0 start. Now, granted, the bulk of it has been against the, the worst of the worst in Major League Baseball, but, you know, 11-0 is 11-0. And, and yeah, if it was the Yankees, it would be, look at the Yankees or the Dodgers, but it's the Absolutely. Rays. And it's, eh. But 11-0 is 11-0, man. That, that, that's something that hasn't been done in, in, in 40 years. That's a really big deal. You know, and they can, can make it 12. They uh, take out the Red Sox and sweep them tonight. That I, I, I feel that the Tigers, A's, and Nationals are at a different level, but even still – of going on that run. And I actually remember in 87 when the Brewers went on a 13-game win streak to start the season, there was a lot of excitement. And I know baseball is different than it was 35 years ago. But during that stretch, Juan Nieves had a no-hitter. Robin Yount saves it with a diving catch in the outfield. When you go back on Brewers history, that start in 87 is actually one of the highlights that rivals the 82 World Series. And there weren't a lot of Brewer highlights in the 80s or in the 90s or until (laughs) CeCe Sabathia threw out his arm in in, 2008. There, there, There was not a lot there. The Rays are successful, Jason, but I'll just say this. Like, appreciate this. Like, if you're a Rays fan, go all in. Because you never know what kind of memories it could provide. So I'm all about this. I think it's great. And uh, hopefully they don't. Uh, Brewers have tied the mark with the Tigers at 13. Hopefully they don't get the 14, but enjoy it while you can. Was that uh, Brew? Was that Robin Yount winning MVP as a center fielder after he won as a shortstop? Yeah, like he, the won, year before? he won it twice, and I can't. Yeah. I don't know if it was '87. I know he, I think he won it in '82, and I thought maybe it was '88. '82, yep. Yeah, but yeah. I thought he won it again in '88 or '89. He did as, yeah. a, as an outfielder. Yep. Yeah, yes. yeah he won as a shortstop the first time, then won as a center fielder the second yes. time. Correct. That's insane. Yep. Whew, man. All right, so uh, let's get to the night that will be in the end. It's the 16 versus 16 pl- uh, of the NCAA tournament here because you have the, the bottom teams going on here. Chicago, Toronto, you got the Bulls or the Raptors tonight, DB. Who do you have? I'm going with the Raptors. I, I, I Home game, I think it all plays out. I'd, I'd just much rather be at home. I don't have a lot of hope in either of these teams' futures and moving forward, but give me the Raptors not only to win but to cover. Oh, see, I'm going to go opposite you. I'm oh, going to take the Bulls. I'm gonna, in, in the DeMar DeRozan revenge game, give me the Bulls. Look, they've been terrific on the road. They may be playing their best basketball of the year. They got a big three. I got to think this is going to be their time. In, in, the, in the DeMar DeRozan revenge game, give me the Bulls. All right, Oklahoma City and New Orleans. Who do you got in this one? The mm. nightcap of the playing series. I am going to completely contradict myself in saying I like the home team. I think the Pelicans win, but I think it's going to be our exciting game of the night. So even though the Pels are five and a half point favorites, uh, 
I'm going to take the Thunder, and I'm just going to say the Thunder cover tonight against New Orleans. Take that for data. Yes. Today's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm going to go New Orleans for a couple of reasons. They're still... I believe they're good enough without Zion, but boy, I want more of this storyline of Zion referring to himself in third person while saying, I can't come back and play until I'm Zion. When is that? I don't know. It's kind of like watching Zlatan, except now it's Zion doing all this. Dude, you haven't played in more than 30 games in a season once in the last four years. Oh, I want this storyline to continue. I want to hear more from this. So typical of guys whose names start with Z. Like, it is just so, so typical. (laughs) Same with my friend Zach. He's the exact same Uh. way. I thought you were going to go Zava from Ted Lasso because you have Zava as well. Uh, we're trying to catch up. It's tough with the two-year-old. <laughs> oh, you got to get Zava. Oh, you got to get to the Zava storyline. Zava's great. Get to Zava. Uh, for Cavino and Rich, Jason Smith, Dan Byer, coming up next, the odd couple. Let me tell you, as Chris Broussard would say, they bring fire. Next on Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.